<laughs> my name is Ben, this is Amelia, and welcome to Haunted Picture Palace. Hello, I'm Amelia. Oh, that's disgusting, isn't it? Is that really your impression of me? I'm so much cooler than you, this can't be allowed to live. You can tell it's a good impression because you immediately say the name of the person you're doing an impression of. Like, you know, hello, it's me, Richard Nixon, like that, you know. Um... <laughs> Today we're going to be covering Lost Boys. Indeed. Joel Schumacher, 1987, I think. Joel Schumacher, never forgive and never forget for the absolute <laughs> heteronormative carnage that is that <laughs> Batman film. Batman and Robin? Yeah. Heteronormative carnage? Absolutely. Anybody that can end a film tearing off a piece of their face and going, rubber lips. Needs a snack. <laughs> Needs a snack. Is that suit anatomically correct? Yes, I can quote from the film because I had it on VCR. Is that is it that one that has VHS rather the is it that one that has the bat card? Yes, never leave the cave without it. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 They're all in there forever, Joel. <laughs> but he also made uh, falling down. I don't have you seen falling down? No. Where Michael Douglas has a a breakdown in, and. Um, <laughs> becomes a criminal. Oh, okay, that's quite nice. It, you know, it's eighties sort of action thriller. It's good. Is Joel good at any other films? He's done a real famous. What's the real famous? He's done. Oh, we should have should have looked this up beforehand. Right, we've refreshed our memories through the magic of the internet, and he made Phone Booth, the number twenty three, which I really enjoyed, and no one else did. I didn't. I don't know that one. Serious role for uh, serious role for Jim Carrey, where he just get, becomes obsessed with the number twenty-three. No, it's really right. like gripping and weird. Oh, wow. mm. But everyone hates it. Everyone hates. Yeah, it. they wanted Jim Carrey to still. But when you look at the year the film was made, right? They wanted Jim Carrey to continue being everything he was in the nineties. Rubber-faced funny man, as yeah. they used to say about Phil Cool. Uh, and um, Flatliners is the one. That oh I God! Remember the uh, yeah, the, which is, interestingly has the exact same aesthetic as. Mr. Freeze in oh, Batman. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can certainly see, like, looking at Lost Boys mm. and looking at Batman, I can see... <laughs> and looking at Phone Booth. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> but I can certainly see some similarities, you know, some, some of the stylistic things that work well here. Yes. That, that they try again in Batman. I see what they were going for, but it just doesn't work. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Some of the sort of some of the color palettes, some of the neon stuff. I mean, we're not covering Batman's Day. Or ever. We are. One. <laughs> okay. Not, not that, that not that, not that one. one. No. Though. Yeah. <laughs> we I will say that Joel Schumacher in interviews, any interviews I've ever seen with him, mm -hmm. has a lovely apology moment for that film. Yes. And going I I was brought in at the last minute. I hate it. We all hate it. Let's move on with our lives. And I have a lot of respect for him for that. Yeah, but we're talking about Lost Boys today. Oh! 1987, you say? Yes. Yes. It is 1987. And it's very 1987. My first, the first like note I've got is mm. Mullet City. <laughs> it is Mullet City. I will say it's got that classic 80s horror opening and I'm a big fan of that like um the sort of 
look at this town and we're saying about the town but it's not about the town it's Kenny Loggins uh, you know yeah I do yeah I enjoy it I feel like there needs to be more of that and there is because everyone's trying to make stranger things yes yes it's an interesting one it's an interesting time to look at this again because it was very big when I was a kid like among slightly older boys yeah okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) Nothing, Harry. I'm very big amongst slightly older boys. Yeah, I mean, um, I didn't know any girls that were into Lost Boys. It was very much a boys' film when I was young. Oh, wow! I'm a bit older than you, I guess. And it's a very, it's a very homosocial film. Come back, come to come more to that later. But yeah, I suppose. Um, The first thing I noticed was a woman. (laughs) (laughs) A woman. um, An incredibly young mum from Edward Scissorhands. So Diane West. Yes. I know her most from Edward Scissorhands and Practical Magic. She's yep. one of the aunts. Of course she is. Um, yes, she's one of those actors that I definitely recognised, but I, I couldn't have told her. you who she was. It's just like, I oh, love it's her. her. Yeah, I love her tonally. I love her. She's very good at, at gentle. And I'm sad that she often gets cast as a mother figure because I think she'd be a really interesting lead Yeah. in yeah. something. She'd, be, she'd really act the absolute bejesus out of it. I may just have not seen it. But I think it'll be great. Yes, and yeah, the mother of a of the lead, you know, not yeah. just you know, you could be a mother and a lead actor, but uh, yeah, take your point. So much plaid, <laughs> so much plaid, and it also feels like a decent overview of this random bit of California that we get. It's not the the other eighties thing where we do some stock footage of the twin towers, but then we're going to be in Colorado. Yes. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, good point. it's a really nice, like, Oh yeah. Again, that kind of living life, California. Yeah. And we're, it's beachfront and we've got, yeah. you know, um, a, a fairground and a, a plaid plaid, but, uh, <laughs> boardwalk, uh, it, it's very, it's very youth oriented. You know, it seems to be a, a city of, of young people. It's yet another film responsible for me thinking that most people skate everywhere in California <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and have done since 1975. Yeah. But then even, like, I had an idea about uh, Paris, you know, based entirely on things like the Umbrellas of Cherbourg and... Uh, yes. You know, and, I, and then I went to Paris, and even though I know it's not like that, I still think it is like that. So I suspect that even well, if I nice. went to California, you know, something of this glamour would remain even if I saw it with my own I eyes. I feel like because we're white and have English accents, we would be treated as we imagine an American film to be of California. Right, yes. You know? Somebody might say cowabunga. Somebody will say something like that and then accuse us of enjoying scones. <laughs> So, <laughs> this, uh, the house is super depressing, which I think is important. Mm-hmm. And then, here I am, <laughs> nothing to do with hurricanes, but here I am saying, whoa, that singer is shiny. Oh, I had yes. no idea of the rabbit hole that would take me down, but it's just <laughs> the most beautiful story of, of redemption <laughs> And beating addictions. Exactly. And and being an all around excellent guy. Um, so we're looking at Tim Capello, right? Tim Capello has a fan page. A quick Google will find you everything you need. Might be Capello. And loads of things you don't need. <laughs> but the most gorgeous interview. You ever want to see like the depiction of divine masculine in a gentle form it is tim capello Absolutely. not gonna lie like and they for some reason have dubbed the <laughs> they've put large portions of this interview interspliced with 
the sexiest snake hip dancing for all of two and a half seconds just over and over again (laughs) while he talks very openly about mental health and drug use and how he's come out the other side but steals steals quite a large portion of the film well in my mind it's a big it's a long scene like yeah and it it's, does, it's it, aggressively long it doesn't have any like pl- i mean i'm not complaining right it's you know it's good it's an oily man playing saxophone yeah. and he does it well but like it doesn't need you know, <laughs> if you're looking at this film and thinking where well, we're gonna you know if you're doing like a tv edit or something and you're going oh we, you know we need to put another advert break in we need to lose a few minutes yeah you could cut it out with, with no it wouldn't make any difference to the plot. It would certainly make a difference to the ambience, to, yeah. to the feel. Yeah. So in my notes, I put, ah, in brackets, next to it, singer is shiny. I put in brackets, ah, Google, tell me this is a thing. <laughs> right? And it did. So... What's it called? Like, Sexy Saxman? <laughs> sexy Saxman. He's playing saxophone, sometimes singing, and he is... I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb mm-hmm. and say he's... Well, he's the only one I've heard of bringing saxophone into the metal scene. Oh, yes. Yes. Um... <laughs> Strange time. I don't know why I've written Thorn the dog. Oh, the dog is called Thorn. Ah, yes. Um, and beautiful. Mm, mm. The um. So yes, yeah, so we've got the two sort of strands here. We've got the kids moving to the mm-hmm. house that you alluded to, and we meet, mm-hmm. we meet we meet Grandpa, who is a character who appears to be in a different film all the way through. But do you think we... it's a symbol of the time that it's set in? most of these films in the 80s start with somebody moving into a new house and now no one can afford to move anywhere. So now it's just like, no, you're in your house and someone's died. Rather than... Yes, Yes. and again, it's like they've got no money and that's why they've ended up there, right? And and Mother's trying to find a job. But what what confused me for a little while, my first note on it here, but it it was hard for me to figure out the relationship between the boardwalk and the amusement park and the saxman scenes and the sort of big house with grandpa in it which feels very rural in the way they're talking about it and they're like oh you don't have a tv you just have the tv guide you don't know right it felt like they were miles away from anything and uh, but then but then they seem to spend a lot of their time in the town and i couldn't quite work out like where are these things happening i think this is another case of america's just bloody big yeah. Isn't it? Where yes. you, yes, you just have to is, drive right. down the road. There's a lot of scenes of mum driving. Yeah. And mum saying, I, I'm in town, I can't come get you. Yeah. You know, like I I'll just I'll come I'll drive round. And actually I think it's part of the reason they spend so much time on the boardwalk and outside, but it's because the only other option is to have not left the house that day sure. when the car was out. But if you can get there, mm, then you yeah. can spend all day going to the, the video shop and the comic shop. Exactly. And yeah. I, I've put here how much I've been obsessing lately over opening a video and DVD rental store. <laughs> it's come up again and again, and I said, I've just put, I need to do more inner child work, but I miss blockbusters. <laughs> facts are facts, right? And then, who walks around the corner but Corey Feldman, bless his uh, cottons. Um, it is the two Corys. It is. Heyman Feldman. Yes, and I'll leave you to look that up on your own time because we're doing quite a feel good podcast, I would say. We're doing things quite relaxing, but uh, absolutely heinous crimes against both boys that are documented later or we'll say allegedly but we know they're not well I mean, well like regardless of the the legal whatever we have to say yeah. legally here like it is unarguably like a really tragic story yes you know what happened to him yeah genuinely. Uh, what happened to them both but yeah yeah and know. it's it's he's he's passed away now isn't he um Hi. Corey Haim is, uh, is no longer with us yet. Yes, and 
yeah, Corey Feldman, I've just got a real place for in terms of not only in terms of the sheer volume of films that he was in as a child mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> that's something but the the way it transformed his life and the way he's dealt with all that stuff as an adult is wild yeah you know, it's yeah. it's really wild um but so when i see him on the screen it's no longer a case of hey it's that kid i know from that thing it's more like oh it's that guy <laughs> yeah oh uh, oh i wonder what stage we were at during yeah. this film actually yeah I feel like we've said this a few times on this podcast in the mm. films that we've covered, right? But juvenile cast, predominantly juvenile cast, there are some grown-ups, but yeah. there's a, a lot of child actors. More than you think. Who I'll, we'll tell you in a minute. Equip themselves very well. <laughs> um, yeah. You know. Well, Corey Feldman, uh, the Corys are do- well, the Corys, I guess, yeah. but Corey Feldman is doing like a big boy voice that's very <laughs> sweet throughout the whole thing. He's yes. obviously been told to play it like Rambo. Oh, yes, uh, I did can you notice? See that. No, he's I got the headband and but... the, the jacket, and he's, you know, it's of the time. Yeah, absolutely. And he's talking about vampires everywhere, <laughs> and it's 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 very cute because uh, I know that it's partly to differentiate him from the the new kid. Yeah, but it's also partly because him and his brother in the film are tits. I love I love them. Me too. Love yeah, them. they're a nice addition. They're the kind of um, the Shakespearean comedy outlet, I would say. Yes, yeah, yeah, I can see that. And they said, ooh, vampires everywhere. That's the comic, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, yes. Yeah, I love this. They're like, <laughs> they're like you're in the comic book shop. Because then they um, they sort of bond, don't they, over like... Because when Sam goes into the comic book shop where the, where the brothers work, he's all like, oh, you've put this in the wrong... This is filed... He, he's basically bringing out some, like, comic book nerd knowledge yeah. and and uh, and then which is nice but then it's like after talking about like oh this batman is in the wrong place and like i can't believe you have this silver surfer they're like oh this vampire comic is going to be very useful in your actual real life because this place is full of vampires yeah <laughs> he'll bet, wish he never found that batman comic 10 years from now <laughs> indeed <laughs> One thing that we have missed out here is that in because I was blinded by the shiny <laughs> is that at that point we do actually see our vampires for the first time. Right. Well, that's what I was going. That's exactly what I was going oh, okay. on to. Is this now where the yes. the late the eighties leather gang uh, who seem to spend their time just being thrown out of places? <laughs> yeah, and we'd already met them when they were cavorting around Saxman. Yeah. Um, but now we sort of we meet Star. Yeah. It's a really interesting move to me. Her, uh, the actress's name is Jamie Gertz. Mm-hmm. She's a, a hottie, but an 80s teenage hottie. Definitely. You know, that kind of... Um, she is genetically designed by these people to <laughs> be that. But I, can, I found it really interesting that they dressed her like Esmeralda. Esmeralda? As in from Hunchback of Notre Dame. Right, ah... Well, yeah, but that's very. That was very cool at the time. Yeah, I know. I think about, it like, was the Bohemian. I, I'm um, trying not to say the offensive word, but the the uh, what? what well, you can't say gypsy anymore. Oh, I see. Right. Well, I was thinking of Ian Asprey from the Cult, and he had like he had this sort of long hair, the bandana, the frilly shirt, the sort of poet thing. So it's pirate poet shit. Pirate, exactly. Okay, yes. Yes. Exactly that, and definitely this like wandering traveller, barefooted. It's it's interesting, isn't it? How in a because obviously it's me and my costume thing, but isn't it interesting that we go from the late sixties barefooted mother 
mm-hmm. like barefooted, pregnant, wearing a mini dress. Yeah. To still being barefooted, I suppose because it's vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Still being quite barefooted, free spirited, but we're showing a lot more skin in a, in different places uh-huh. more than the mini dress. Yeah. But everything is loose fitting because we've just had a generation of tight fitting. Yes. You know, we've yeah. just had all this like boxy, um, really uh, like almost scuba fabrics. And now we move into natural fabrics, hippie stuff. Yeah, and I think the barefooted um, thing is is related to that as well yeah, because for sure. it's so uh, yeah. Yeah, but it's yeah. I find it really interesting, and she's all she's all shiny things, and uh, she might as well be. In fact, she made me think of a um, a dream catcher. <laughs> yeah, as about as much <laughs> as they develop form. her character. As oh well. yeah, yeah, yes, yes. The gr- okay, so we meet Star. How do we meet Star? Because we've also met Michael. There's a lot of introductions very quickly. Yeah. Michael's the eldest brother. We'll just give you a vague rundown. So Michael and Sam are brothers. Yeah, and they're the ones who've just moved to the... They've just moved with their mum. ...town or country or wherever they are. Yeah, whose name is the one from Dracula. Yes, Lucy. Uh, Lucy. So Lucy, their mum, and the dog, I think, is the one called Thorn. Mm-hmm. Then there's we're introduced already to some mysterious young men who are a bit fangy. <laughs> And then we're introduced to Star, who's obviously just wandering around, living her best... I don't know what came before Manic Pixie Dream Girl. It's Bohemian Flower Girl, Flower Child thing, isn't it? Yes. In fact, it's so weird, because there's a big old gap between films, I think. But she, to me, is the non-sea-dwelling version of the love interest from Point Break. (laughs) Super similar vibe. I think Point Break is... I thought that was 90s. Okay, well, still, we've gone for the same thing. I, if it, but, it, but if it is if it is early 90s, which it might be, mm. I'm not sure. Oh, but we're if only it is 87, 87 we're only five, yeah. you know, five years in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then we also have a grandpa character mm-hmm. who, is, who they've moved in with because they've run out of money and she's left the partner and all this stuff. Grandpa plays at camp as Christmas. <laughs> all the way through. So over the top, it's like he's not been told the kind of film he's in. No. Um, he's been told he's in a, f- a film for young people but it's interesting I, I want to come I want to come back to that the certification and the age group for it we've also met the frog brothers yes who work in the comic book shop they work in the comic book shop kind of apparently yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean again the the economics of this doesn't work <laughs> do they run the comic book shop by themselves do they work there do they just hang out there all the time I think they, they just hang out there all the time and they pretend they work there it feels very um, but I mean they answer the phone in the comic book shop don't they when, later on I think they're using the phone. It's a paper. Right, okay, right, yeah. So, yeah. Um, These kids and their Santa... (laughs) I know, right, because the 80s is a different time. These... I put, haha, these 80s kids and their... uh, Sorry, these kids and their Santa Carla info. Because they're constantly... They are the harbingers, right? Yeah. Harbingers. They are the harbingers. They are constantly giving you this this warning of... I'm gosh darn telling you there are vampires everywhere, Vampires everywhere, yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight off, you know... Yeah. State it. Yeah. But then, I've written here this baby Jeff Buckley-looking like man, which is actually Michael. Mm-hmm. He really does look like a baby Jeff Buckley. Ah. He's absolutely beautiful. He stayed beautiful, yeah. but he's like so symmetrical. Yes, like, yeah. it's eerie. Yeah, no, very, a very yeah, beautiful is the word, isn't it? Yeah, he really is a beautiful man. He is Jason Patrick. Mm-hmm. I don't know him from no, anything. That's Patrick. Lost, sorry, Jason Patrick. Yeah. I don't know him from anything else. No, me neither. Because he is in something really obvious. Okay, well, I take it all back because that was... 
Speed 2 Cruise Control is um, the it's most like, famous movie after that. What if what if Speed but on a boat instead of a sh- instead of a bus? Even though you could just like go out to sea and go round and round in circles, that would be fine. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen it. The other thing I was going to mention mm. from the mise en scène setting up is we get lots of shots of missing posters all the, you know all the way through in the first few minutes, like in the opening establishing shots of, yeah. of the boardwalk and stuff, which is just ticking away in the background yep. just to sort of ramp up a bit of tension as something is awry. Uh, my next note just says, sex glands, and then a question mark. I don't know why. <laughs> oh. uh, let's see if I can help. <laughs> no, I've actually put Kiefer Sutherland is such a strange choice for this so far. So there's a bit where he sort of intimidates. He's sort of like, hey, Michael, you like what you see? This is Star, la, la, la. Oh, yeah. Honeypot style, honey trap thing. You know, yes. like, ooh, look at it. And Michael is a really odd lead role because he immediately goes along with it. There's not a point where he's like, I don't really like you tough kids. Yeah. I'll resist because Christian God is good. It's more like, Mmm, delicious. That look at that star. <laughs> well, there's certainly, and the thing is as well, if you look at like his home life and mm. what he feels there, there's an element of the 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 lost boys, if you'd like. This gang is appealing. He wants to be part of this. He wants to be part of this gang. He wants to be in in with these guys, and they are attractive. Yeah. Which is unusual. They say you'd expect like or. You know that he would have a little romance with Star, and then like they, yeah, and they sort of hint at that, but there's not enough pacing in it to no. make it like they've had any kind of connection. It's basically the um, the Renaissance Disney version of falling in love, which is I looked at you and you were hot. Yes, yes. <laughs> but Kiefer Sutherland. So Kiefer Sutherland in this, I spent the entire film going. He's too old for this. Yes, he's too old for this role. Like he, everybody else is a kid. Even, and we will talk about it that one from Bill and Ted, is young enough here. <laughs> Alex Winter. And then I found out that um, Kiefer, Susler, Kiefer is, in fact, uh, 16 Wow. at time of filming. <laughs> That's a tough paper round, but also explains that kind of weird in-between age vibe, vampiric quality that he did manage to get. Yeah, see, I didn't I didn't see him as too old. Ah, okay. Um, I was I just surprised. couldn't see him. Maybe I've just seen him in things old too much. Mm-hmm. And I've only ever seen the one from Bill and Ted as an age of Bill and Ted, you know. Sure. And yes. actually, yeah, it's just because I've I've seen him age. But actually, yeah, it felt really, you know, when you think that that evil from Fright Night, oh yes. was about sixteen at time of filming. That's what I expect from my sixteen-year-old strange boy. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Not this kind of leather-clad frowny boy. <laughs> I can't remember if it's ever addressed like how old, because of course they're vampires, they're vampires right? Yeah. You know the tagline of the film, right? Is uh, sleep all day, party all night, never grow old, never die. It's fun to be a vampire. <laughs> on the on the on the person. yeah. So you know so, and 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 a lot of vampires, especially sort of lead ones, if you'd like, because there are other you know there, he does have a gang, but the rest of them are just there riding motorbikes yeah. and stuff. He's the only one with any real character. Speaking of motorbikes, I've written here, no thanks, we don't need reminding of the silly Schumacher bike race through Gotham. <laughs> right? Well, my... This is much less embarrassing because it's actually the 80s where that stuff belongs. Yeah, well, my, my notice, it sounds awful to say this, but 
this must with its motorbike chase to 80s soft rock have been really cool like, oh yeah like in 1987 yeah. that must have been like mad cool ooh, really cool a uh, really <laughs> really nice shot of the cliff as well there mm-hmm. like there's a lot of this beautiful like um these really interesting strange tracking shots into cliff holes into into crevices that are like bat's eye view yeah that are just completely overshadowed by and i'm not gonna lie here is where i'm gonna say it because i feel like when i say it when we open i undercut the whole episode but i was genuinely disappointed by this film right i saw it once way too young to remember any of it i wasn't particularly moved by it but i just thought maybe i was too young for mm-hmm. it and everybody talks about it never mind girls not liking it girls like it now tell you that <laughs> It's a huge part of so many people I know's like identity and the way that the craft, mm-hmm. or certainly practical magic has been for me. Not anywhere near as cool, but like <laughs> you know, it's it's. Like what? This is not as cool as practical magic. No, what? no, what? the other way around. <laughs> oh right, okay, yes. You know, not Fine. anywhere near as cool as <laughs> Lost Boys, but actually, there there were bits that were absolutely great, and they were hidden in like the jangly, the jangly. Uh, atmospheric music sometimes that was great um i will say gerard mahon who is gerard mahon uh he wrote the theme oh yeah and wrote some of the music he'd never seen a a frame of the film he just read the script and wrote the theme from that so when you know that the theme's actually banging yeah but some of this like (laughs) stuff over sort of really good makeup is really distracting yeah some um, of the lighting is dodgy the storyline is annoying like there's whole bits where i thought oh this is a cult classic and an occult classic but nice. <laughs> uh but it's not it's not gelling with me and i wish i'd seen it younger that exactly was what i was gonna say yeah, yes yeah. i'd never seen it before so watching it for the first time at 36 and it's like oh man if i'd been 14 yeah. or something and actually yes i'm going to talk now about age group we didn't yeah. do a content warning on it and it's a 15. Mm-hmm. It remains a 15. But a, a fair few of the characters are younger than that. And 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 so I'm thinking, well, why is this a 15? But then there are, later on, some quite bloody, quite gory yeah. scenes. Stuff yeah. going on. And you go, well, this is definitely one that's a 15. You know, I, I, I get it. I see it. But then it, it struck me suddenly that, like, in 1987, the 12th certificate didn't exist. No, that's true. So they could... And I, and I feel like if... The, if if there had been a tw- you know if there had been an option between PG and fifteen, they might have edited it down, taken some of the gore out, yeah, and pitched it at that. Uh, but of course they didn't because they couldn't. And I feel like if I'd seen it at like yeah, thirteen, fourteen, or something. But I don't think you would have got the young boy following that you get if they'd done that. It needs that gore and the boob, the occasional boob, and like a kind of. Mild, mild teen peril. A bit more of an adult feel than yeah, the 12. To, yeah, to attract the people that shouldn't see it and therefore will be shaped by it. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's just a weird marketing thing where it's like, you know, you can't say to the suits at like Warner Brothers or whoever it is, I'm going to be marketing this at people who can't legally see it, but they're going to sneak in yeah. and they're going to have a great time. And I suspect, I know, and that's I think that's what happened. That's the law. But like... But, you know, you can't pitch yeah. it like that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. Their nest is absolutely stunning. I would live there. Oh, yeah. It's incredibly Buffy vibes. Yeah. Well, I mean, of course, the other way around, right? Well, yeah, but I said it's completely Buffy, Buffy vamped vibes. Mm-hmm. And oh, the vampire makeup. 
No. 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 They're there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Joss Whedon has been influenced by this film, right? Yeah. But Joss Whedon, just to bring him in, I know everyone hates him, blah, 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 don't care about your opinion, but <laughs> Joss Whedon created whole swathes of teen language for that film. He mm-hmm. decided, like, I'm not a teen, it's going to be embarrassing if I try and make this sound like teenagers. Yep. So I'm going to do what teenagers do and create a language within it. Yep. So there's whole things that don't exist outside of outside of Buffy. Obviously, one that I use all the time is... Um, I'm not at full Slayer power, but there's loads. There's like mm-hmm. loads uh, of small <laughs> words, things that are just slotted in. Five by five is one that I... Five by five just gets there, right? But it doesn't make, mean anything or I've, do anything. I've done that. And then, I, I, yeah, because we were watching, we we're working, this is beside the point, but, you know, we no, were it's, working... No, it's part of it. There's, we were working I'm through Buffy somewhere. and I said I'd, I'd, I'd started using that. And then when um, Faith says that at one point, one of the other characters says, like, that doesn't even mean anything. She just made it up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But the reason I mention it is because this film invented the phrase vamp out. Wow. When you vamp out. It had never been used before, and I find that fascinating. It's it's because it's instantly clear, like like all good made-up words. Yeah. It's instantly clear from context exactly what it means. Well, yeah, and also we have things like the uh, bodybuilders hulk out, right? Yeah. They, they You can hulk out of a shirt. It's one of my favourite phrases, yes. because it really gives you a... A visual of the buttons popping, you know. Um, but yeah, I just think it's interesting that because it's a teen film that, and they didn't want to use bogus teen language, <laughs> they then create a phrase and it's a really good way to do it. I wish Hollyoaks yeah. would pay attention. Yeah, well. And stop. Much like with the 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 chase with to the soft rock, you know. It's like things that are cool yeah. date much quicker because of trends, right, and fashions and I things suppose, that are bang yeah. on. Very very quickly look old old in a way that other things don't, you know. Um, Sam is also I've put here as a side note um, is a very great annoying kid that hates everything. He's very good at it. He's not whiny. Yeah. But he's believable, uh, believably eye rolling of everything. Absolutely. As the youngest child of a divorce or of a breakup, plays it really. Yeah. <laughs> plays it really well. But yes, that we're in the layer. Um, we're shown around a bit. We're intimidated a bit. Do we drink blood at that point? Yes, eventually, yes. We drink from the well, because we drink from the Nemesis Now bottle. <laughs> <laughs> well, we get a bit of uh, a bit of vampire lore coming in. Yes. Um, because they oh, say oh, yes. they here come back because I've got my notes here. Are like so the so these leather boys are vampires? Question mark. But they eat Chinese food, and then I'm like, ah, oh, no, fair enough. The maggots, and then I'm like, oh no, no, maybe they do eat Chinese. I... <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm thinking, like, if these guys are vampires, what are they doing eating takeout? Like, surely they should be eating the old human blood. But then they do the old, they do the no, I know, fake I know, out. I get it. But I, I think part of the subversion is that they do eat Chinese food. They're teenage boys. Yeah, they're still teenage boys in their den. In their den, eating Chinese together because it's cheap mm-hmm. and rubbish. And then when they actually want something to sustain them, they have to go and have blood. Yeah. I don't understand how their digestive system works either. But to be don't fair, they have much. motorbikes and they no <laughs> one's arrested them. And, yeah. you know, there's lots of things that are wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love the maggots and the worms thing. It's a callback. So there's lots of lovely, delicious, tasty callbacks to Dracula, the trad Dracula. We have just all sorts. But this is one of them. So this is the the kind of mind tricks where we are aware that vampires are able to have psychic connection with you in some way and to alter what you're seeing. And in this case, yes, we have replaced noodles with worms, yeah. etc. 
and poor Michael's having a moment. And Star is there too, you know, and, and they, he feels like he's been messed about a little bit because yeah. they say, have some, have some wine. And she's like, oh, don't drink it, Michael, it's blood. And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. I'm not yeah. falling for this again. This nonsense. Ha, ha, ha. This, this magical nonsense. Yeah. Eyeliner will always work for me. There, I said it. <laughs> oh, no, the swelling scents indicate danger. See what I mean? Like, it's... <laughs> yeah. really... ba, 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 da, 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 da. Is this gay twilight? Is what I mean, twilight's gay twilight, isn't it? No, there's an awful... There's far too much impregnating for that. Fair enough. Disgrace. <laughs> um... um so the train bit is terrifying. We're doing a lot of homoeroticism here, right? Yeah. You've already shared a fluid, dirty boys. We're just pre-AIDS crisis. Well, actually. I mean, we're in. We're, we're in that. No, I mean, we're, we're in, in it. We're in we? that time. Yeah. Well, Joel Schumacher was a gay man. Yes, I forgot about that. That's interesting, isn't it? It's there, you know, and certainly in like it's contaminated blood is what he's drinking. Yeah. And I've not seen this before in vampire stuff. Right. I mean, yes, you, like taking on, like being infected with vampire blood but i haven't seen it where it's like you drink drink a nice bottle of vampire not blood. a bottle of vampire blood because you actually part of the vampire law is that blood must be warmer it poisons sure um so yeah there's quite a bit of that although there's a lot of this um they don't drink blood no i don't drink wine, wine. <laughs> i don't drink blood or wine i do I'm drink really blood picky. oh no oh i've given away my <laughs> secrets um where he has what looks like like glacé cherry pulp yeah in a glass but it's not it's not quite that it's um it does have to be warm to be ingested fully i think in a lot of them uh interview with a vampire does it uh dracula does it in places different variants of dracula Mm -hmm. so it would make sense but maybe that's why the bottle's metal yeah so you (laughs) can't keep it over the stove yes nice warm red wine Mm. Mm. and then yes uh gay twilight so there's a lot of this kind of you like that and there's a lot of leather and there's a lot of winking and a lot of makeup and a lot of things that are signals yeah. perhaps in the 80s for a dirty old time and and the, the there are i mean there's the mother and there's star but star's character is just she is Girl. a she is a rabbit for the greyhound to chase almost literally on the bikes right she's like oh yes. hot girl and then it's like and now Michael is involved in this like weird gay vampire leather gang. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, and clearly, like you know, yes, the, they they play lip service to it, but like he's in he's intoxicated, he's intrigued, and he's like there's something appealing about these guys for him. Yeah. And then that train bit, which is genuinely terrifying. Oh yes. Really nicely done, where they're all hanging off the edge of the bridge. I really enjoyed that. Maybe I do like this film. I don't know. I was still <laughs> disappointed. I don't know what I was going for, but I love the cheap falling effect. Oh Did yeah. You not- that's yeah. such a nice way to do it cheaply, where you don't show the bottom half of someone, you just have them going... Uh, yeah, yeah, but it looks good. It looks <laughs> it good. great, yeah. It's nicely done. Um, I was waiting for his Louis-style stomach-clutch death, and I got it. Oh, yes. Louis? From uh, Interview with a Vampire. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yes. Ah, uh, yes, I said parts of this are very clearly just a kid's film. Yeah. 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 This, is, this has a lot of... Oh, yes. There we go. So this film has a lot of fifties um, drive-through aesthetic, actually. Oh yeah. In places, well, a lot was, of the kind of there was a fifties revival in the eighties, anyway. Mm. You know, 
And it feels like that. It feels like something that John Travolta would have been in and no one would have batted an eye. Right. Oh, he would have been great in this. Yeah, I'm surprised it wasn't him as yeah. any of them. Even Maybe not the older brother because he had to be really beautiful. I know people thought John Travolta was beautiful then. And, well, I mean, he was, and he was knocking on. I mean, this is ten years after Greece, But he could have. He would have been great as uh, Max. Do I mean Max? I don't know. Yeah, Max, the video, sh- video shop owner. Yes. But maybe he has to be less glamorous than the other everybody mm. else. Eh. Oh, Nanook the dog. Oh. So we finally, we're quite a way in. We get the rules here Yeah. of vampiredom, which is really interesting. We've, we've already experienced them. So you've done it the other way. You've done the thing where you show the murder and then you say, oh, you don't want to go there. You'll get murdered. <laughs> you know, like yes. this is how you get murdered. And we've already wa- watched somebody do it. Or we're following the murder in the, murderer in the film kind of thing. You mm-hmm. know where you're like... Yeah, the Columbo style. Yes. It's like you see it done and then yes. the rest of it is about... Yeah. Exactly. But it's an interesting way to do it because vampire films never do that. Mm. Um, the ceiling stuff is so gloriously done, right? The stuff about wandering around on the ceiling or something. Like that. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes, because you have a shot of them, uh, like, of like the... The, oh, no, the he Lost can't Boys get down. That's literally what it is. hanging around. Yeah, yeah. Well, they because they're no, we're not there the... yet. No, oh, no, right. we're not there yet. It's when he can't get down. Oh, he's hanging from the bridge, and everyone drops. No, no. he's in the ceiling of his own house, freaking oh, out. Yeah. and it was bloody great. And then he goes round to his own brother's window, who's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> and everybody freaks out, and he's like, "You're a vampire. I'm not letting you in." And he's like panicking, yeah. and unable to stop floating, which is great. It's really nice. It's great, but it's also a metaphor for drug use, isn't it? The whole sure. thing. Sure. Well, it's... I've said. Vampirism is a social problem, right? Yeah. And juvenile delinquency, right? And all this stuff with the gang and mm-hmm. the, the, initi- the, the initiation thing of hanging off a railway bridge is straight out of a 50s teen thing, except that, you know, you can fly and you drink yeah. blood. Yeah. Um, but it is. It's, yeah. And it's got that thing of, like, um, the older brother from a broken home. Yeah. Has got in with the bad kids. He's trying drugs all the time. He's, you know, he doesn't get up till 3 p.m. because yeah. marijuana. Yeah, he runs you know? with a gang and they cause trouble and they get thrown off the merry-go-round. Mm-hmm. And then they murder the guy who threw them off the merry-go-round. Rude. <laughs> um, I also put in this scene that the Mondrian dressing gown is everything. Oh, yes. That's, that's a beautiful piece. And I put metaphor for drug use. Yes, you're so high. I said um, uh, a minor note, but I really like Sam's giant wristwatch clock on the wall. Just throw that out when we're talking about oh, aesthetic nice. choices. Okay. He's got yeah. like a yeah, just a giant wristwatch, but the the si- where the watch face is the size of a wall clock. Right. In the background of uh, his room. Why did I put oh fighting kite? He obviously had one on the wall as well. We've both just right. the yes. interior. <laughs> um, that's one way to get out of telling him anything. I don't know. <laughs> he must have just fallen on him or something. My notes aren't clear. <laughs> It's quite a body he's got there. Why? Oh my God, Jesus Christ, Amelia. Calm down. How old is everyone meant to be before I write this? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you were surprised by how young Kiefer was, right? Yes. Yeah. Ah, ah, but then we have a sex scene. Oh, yeah. This is it's odd. This is odd. This. Real weird. It's um, Michael and Star pro- protecting the child vampire. Little laddie. Little yeah. laddie, who's terrifying, by the way. And I've put sex so good you go full never-ending story clouds. So we actually get like tracking shots of clouds while they bang. Yeah. Maybe, it's a terrible scent. Maybe that's what vampire sex is like. Like. Maybe. Some of these track- tracking shots are bordering on zany. And they really were. It was just like <laughs> we were now f- being Falcor. We were now floating through the air. Like, And I, I, I get it, right? I remember having sex <laughs> for the first time. And... 
all the boys that had sex for the first time suddenly got facial hair, right? <laughs> you could see it all across the college, like, or wherever we were, never mind. But you could see it, <laughs> no, no, regardless of age, you could see it uh, popping up everywhere and you'd be like, ah, you've done it. And I guess the first time you're ever doing that with somebody else, that must be... Oh, yeah, it's it's definitely better with somebody else than on your own. That's yeah. what I mean, yeah. Like for the first time that you're not just... I don't know, excavating a carrot or whatever you people do. <laughs> the, 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 it really is like an, an ecstatic experience. But to be honest, I I don't know if being in a leaky cave with someone who may or may not have a blood disease is going to give you the same impact. Well, I, when, <laughs> interior decoration, I, I, I had a poster... I had a Jim Morrison poster, like the one in the background of the nice. exactly like that one. Very yeah, nice. I had that on my wall as a teenager. There is. I'm going to go to Buffy briefly because I think it's a nod. Yeah, please. In the Buffy episode, there's a gang of vampires that specifically target a college campus, and they collect the posters that they find from the people they kill. And they have like this huge pile of Jim Morrison ones being like, oh, another Jim Morrison. <laughs> and it just really stuck with me. But actually, that's kind of the aesthetic in the background of all those posters piled. Yeah. So I wonder if that's where that's come from. Yes, I, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk about the Frog Brothers. At this Please do. Because I, yes. we haven't talked about them too much. And they're starting to come into the film here uh, a little bit, I think. Because this is, this is around about where... They get they produce another vampire comic as well because after we've had, you know, some of the vampirism with um, Michael being fully on the on the vampirism road, you know, yeah. then we get they produce. I love the idea that like the number one source for vampire info here is lurid horror comics. You know, yeah. they're like, look, we've got this other issue here that tells you more about this stuff. Yeah, and uh, and they're trying to work out who the head vampire is around about this point because yeah. once Sam realizes that Michael is a vampire, he calls up his vampire hunting pals. Who'd told him about this stuff? And Edgar and Alan Frog, Frog, by the way. Yes, which I spelt with two G's, but Me then too. when we saw it in the co- in the whatever in the credits, yeah, we were like, oh no, it's just, no, it's Frog. just Frog. And they say, you know, a little bit of vampire lore that I think is unique to this: that like, until you have killed and fed yourself. Yes. You're not fully vampire, yes. and and they can. And there's a time limit on that as well. I think it's your your next dawn. You know, they, they there's mm-hmm. a yeah. And, but if you can, so you can save those that aren't fully turned and bring them back fully human. Yeah. If you kill the head vampire, and this is what they discover yeah. because they're trying to figure out who, who the head vampire is, and you know, and you watching the film, you, you listener have already seen, the Lost Boys, by the time you listen to this. Yeah. Haven't you? So, so I give nothing away that you don't already know. I'm giving you every chance. Nothing away you don't already know by talking about Max, who owns the local video shop, seems nice, gives mum a job. Is he the video shop or is he the video game place or is it the same place? I think it's the same place. Okay. But I, it's certainly because... He hires the mum because he wants to bone her, right? Yeah, but because she there's like a lost child... And she brings the lost child inside the video store, yes. and and then he's like this sort of kindly avuncular looking figure, yeah, who says, "Oh, you got a good, you know, you 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 got a good heart, you did good, yeah." Uh, and I got loads, I got all the latest movies. What do you want? You know, I think he's gonna hook, give her a, a free movie or something. Seems to be, the, and she's like, "No, I don't, I don't want to watch a, I don't want a video. I want a job." So she gets hired, and they go for a couple of dates, 
And um, yeah, they come up with the idea that Max is the head vampire. Yeah. Based on. Well, well Nanook has a bit oh, of a yes. dark. Yes. Uh, she's an angel. And he's too smooth. And they're a bit worried he doesn't have a reflection. Plus, he's not their dad. They're from a. Yeah. They're from a product of, you know, the divorce, and he's like. It's the thing of. Well, yeah, it's the, it's the you're thing. Not, from, you're not my real dad. You're not going to replace him. Fright Night. Yeah. Of everybody assuming that it's a kid having a meltdown because their dad's being replaced. Yeah. And it's actually their kid having a meltdown because there's a real vampire. It's a vampire. Yeah. That you've welcomed in. Yes. With the whole, aren't you going to invite me in thing. Yes, they're man of the house. Yeah. Yeah. Max is a smoothie, but he can't be that good, I wrote. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Star and David, lol. I was just I was pointing out all the silly name things like Edgar Allan and, and well, Max I assume is Max Shrek the um, actor yes. who is Nosferatu thoughts on Sam no. Sam and Michael oh Michael's Lost Boys oh yes of course the Peter Pan thing yeah uh, which I, they're mixing the metaphors em- a bit but... embarrassingly didn't um, didn't really <laughs> yeah, didn't really me. cue into and then I was like oh yeah <laughs> obviously the Lost Boys who never grow old that's why the dog's called Nanook right? yeah Funny. Although it's not, you know, yeah, it's it's in a couple of names and saying in this idea of this like gang of children who never grow old yeah. kind of thing. But it, but this isn't an adaptation of Peter Pan or anything. Is it? Isn't the lead vampire called Peter? No, is he? What's he called? Kiefer, David. David. Yeah. Oh, now I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. <laughs> Star and David. So they embarrass themselves because Max manages to. To elude the vampire hunters and all the children <laughs> in their weird farcical let's find out if he's a vampire thing. Well, I love I, well, one of the things I love about the Frog Brothers is that they really talk a good game. Well, not only talk a good game, like they, they, they do it, but they are like weird kids. Yeah. <laughs> are any of the other characters going to get a character soon? <laughs> oh, dear. Aerosmith Beach Party, lol. Well, to go back to you, any of the any of the other characters thing, one of my notes from earlier is like, oh, Grandpa's turned up again and is doing stuff, and they're like, actually, Grandpa's in this film and doing a lot more than like three quarters of the Lost Boys. <laughs> yeah, that's but he's true. he's not on the poster, <laughs> but like he definitely has a character and he's doing stuff. It's he's in a completely different film to everybody else, but he's just going about his his life and he's seducing a widow down the road. And, yeah, then yeah. things get really impressive. Mm-hmm. So the beach murder is like a massacre scene. Yes. Of a load of metalheads, oh, yeah. sort of foam dancing around a surf Nazis <laughs> dancing around a fire, to Aerosmith maybe. Yeah. Incredibly good special effects. It's really nicely really, done, isn't really it? Really excellent vampire makeup. The scalping yeah. is flipping great. Like nice, easy effect to do, but like beautifully done. And I was so so impressed with it. There's more rules after that as well. Mm-hmm. So we get even more of this like slow drip rule thing. As the kids find out about the murder on the beach, and the the Frog Brothers are like, "We've got to do something about this. It's getting out of hand. People are dying. Yeah. You know, shaking everybody by the shoulders." Um, the bat hanging sleepy time is what we find the next day. Yeah, where they're all you know hanging like bats in a cave, and it's awesome. Like it gets really good from here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a mess! And yes, right. So this is where they kill, <laughs> they kill one of them, don't they? Yes. And it goes everywhere. It goes, yes, really but Yes, and this is where I've said, like, oh, it's very... Yes, here we go, yes. Because on the, on the, we watched this on a very old DVD. 
and uh, the DVD had certification info for Ireland as well. And it was, a, it was I don't know if it still is, but it was an 18 in, oh, a, in Ireland. And, a, and a, sort of at this point, just when the Frog Brothers come back and before they do that, because they're all tooled up to go vampire hunting, yeah. they're going to the lair. I was thinking, like, well, what, like, on what planet is this an 18 certificate yeah. film? Because, you know, we hadn't really had, there was the, there was the beach massacre scene, which is, you know, Graphic. Yeah, and and then like pretty much immediately after I written this, I was like, oh, oh, this staking is is really gory. Oh, there is a lot of blood everywhere. I I I, I get it. <laughs> I also like a classic. You know how one of my things is that I want to be the one one day that goes open the gates because it's in every fantasy film. <laughs> sure. That has a castle in it. You dead meat is the one from every eighties film, right? <laughs> yeah. What did you say? It, it, Chekhov's gates. You know. Right. You see gates in Act One. They got to be fired in Act Two. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's really annoying but yes your dead meat is in every 80s horror that involves teenagers yeah 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 and i want to i want to say that um and then some glorious hand burning what a lovely oh, example yeah. of hand burning that was right? nice yeah there's some really, really good nice. stuff here and Kiefer sutherland is nervous at every flipping point of this there's a nice sort of interview where they were saying um, where the makeup artists, had, mm-hmm. there were quotes from the makeup artists being like, people kept asking, like, Kiefer kept asking me if he was doing okay, and we're all like, yeah, I'm sure it's fine, you know, like, yeah. like, but look at you, you know, we've made you up, like, it'll be hard to be rubbish, you know, <laughs> and then this beautiful hand burning scene that's nicely done, you see it done either too dramatically or like, stupidly like one hole burnt like they've done it with a magnifying glass yes and this is properly like if you touch sun you go fire yeah you know yeah 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 Yeah. and it's like the the tension like in this the because we're in like the final act here Mm. and the tension is really effectively ramped and held and maintained yeah you know from when they go into the lair onwards pretty well I love them on the BMX as the Frog Brothers and the yeah, and yeah. the Cliff Edge and mm-hmm. yeah. I then put hmm, she's not a terrible mother. <laughs> Question mark. Oh yeah, it's a good. That's another good. This uh, is one of our our, own, pod. our yeah. own pod tropes. She's not a terrible mother. She gets a bit. She's a frustrated mother. And she gets annoyed because they keep ruining her dates with this yeah, nice man. Yeah, but she continues to... She continues to be very patient with them considering yeah, what they're doing. If absolutely. you took it out of context and he's not really a flipping vampire, yeah. it's it's a lot, isn't it? Like yes. your kids are clearly acting up and she's super empathetic. She comes home. Yeah, yeah, because she, she gets she a phone cares. call from, from yeah. Sam screaming and then when she gets there, he's like, oh, I've, I've watched a scary film and fell asleep. And, <laughs> and, and, and yeah, you would go ballistic, wouldn't yeah. you? yeah. Yes, she doesn't. called you from work. Yeah. There's a power fist to thank for the baptism water. <laughs> um, I think it's just like a kind of... Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, because you get the garlic doesn't work. Garlic uh, doesn't work. Uh, but then he gets pushed into the garlic bath, which is holy water in the bath, and that yeah. works. Yeah. But it's there was something, there was some good reason why the garlic didn't work. I think he has to eat it or something. No, there's some because he puts they yeah they try and they try all the things anyway. I can't remember either, but they steal holy water from the they they fill their like Rambo style flasks with holy water from the church mid baptism obviously. Yes. 
great idea on the water guns, though. I love yeah. that. That's such a kid's thinking of how to kill things. I love it. And it but it, it also it works dramatically, because you've you pointed out the Rambo similarities yeah. as well, and it is like they're tooling up, right? Yeah. So they've got their guns, and they've got their, they're in, like, camo gear. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, the same zany tracking shot played backwards to, to bring us out of the cave. Again. Yes. It's quite funny. Yeah. Um, and then I put, oh, God, no, Nanook, and then lol the stumble. I'm, there's obviously a big action scene. We are worried about the, yeah, I'm glad the dog's okay. Is yes, one of my exactly. notes. Yeah, there's a few times where that dog is threatened. Yes. Uh, but does great. Yes, because when the, the vampires are coming, and then they're going to try and bring the dog in, and stumbling, stumbling, right. So... They're barricading in the house. The vampires yes. are coming, and then the dog gets out and starts barking. Yeah, and um, Sam runs out for the dog. Yeah, and everyone's like, "Don't do that!" Exactly, they're coming. And then he's halfway yeah. up the path, and he stumbles and falls. But the yeah. dog gets in, and he gets in just about. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's tense. It's really tense. It's really exciting. It's set. It's properly set up, and the vampires are pissed because one of them has been murdered. Yes, um, and I say, "Can they come in without an invite?" And it says, "Looks like yes." Yeah, well. Yeah, there's some interesting stuff around the lore of that, which I'll come to okay. later. Nanook! I've put in big letters. More exquisite prosthetics. The most metal death ever. That incredible, yes. incredible stereo <laughs> death scene. The is most rock and roll vampire so death. So good. So good. It saves it for me. It saves this weird, chaotic ending. And it's, well, it's also, it's like. It's, it feels like a payoff as well because it's been a, like a lot of the film is like menace and threat. Yeah. But there isn't, there aren't, until this point, there aren't any like really, we don't get a lot of real gore until the last bit when no. there's a lot of it. Mm-hmm. You don't get, we do see, you know, so you get the missing posters and stuff and then they say they, they off the security guard who throws them off the merry go round. Yeah. But we don't, and again, I don't mean to sound like a big gore hand, but we don't see any of that. We just, like the missing no. posters are there and the body is found, you know. So it feels like. Now they we are finishing with a, a bang, you know, and it's like yes, we're going to see all this stuff, and we're going to they're going to get proper de- actually, you know, much more exciting deaths than they're much more exciting dying than they ever were as characters. Yeah. Most of the vampires. Yeah. Mum's not going to be happy. I've put. Um, <laughs> is this gay vampire below deck on the Titanic? I've put. <laughs> it's spinning. Oh, you're spinning and having the camera spin. Of course, yes. In your viewpoint, yes. Um, I've got the title of the episode here. Go on. I think we have to have a heavy conversation. <laughs> um, there's a beautiful resolution of the invitation thing. I didn't write it down though. What is it? Well, I think is this when? I think that's is that when Max comes in? Is that slightly later? Yes, it must be. And then I put Lucy is Lucy Weston Duh. But there's a great like, and and obviously they die. The vampires die in in order. So yeah. So David is is the last one yes. standing, and of course they've got a um, big death. Because uh, you've got the other thing as well is that Laddie and Star and Michael are all normals now. S- no, well they're succumbing to the. Well, they've got to kill these guys because they're oh, succumbing sorry, to their yes. vampire um, state. Yes, and I think at one point um, Laddie like vamps out, and they have to like subdue him without killing him. And uh, the Frog Brothers are very keen on killing Star and Michael. Yeah. Uh, because they're vampires, man, and well, it's like, because they're it's like also you have a woman and a child—that's the level they can kill. Uh, like but the... also, it's like you haven't read any. It's like it's like you haven't read any vampire comics. Yeah. It's like you're barricaded in here with three vampires. That's yeah. a real bad idea. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna turn. It's like you don't. It's like you haven't seen any of these films, you know. And then they get the great like wushu kung fu wire work fight. Yeah. With David. Yeah. And and, and then you know and then you think right you know we we'll kill David 
and we save the day, right? You know, marvellous, fantastic, super yeah. smashing, great. But they kill David and they don't feel any different. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't the... Um, wasn't the king, of the, the king of the vampires, which is said was we find out is Max. Uh, but then you go, but like, but we had Max in the house, and he we, we did all the vampire theory, mm-hmm. the holy water and the cross and the you know garlic by you know all that stuff, and he was absolutely fine. And then the, he says, oh well, once you've invited, once you've once a, a vampire's been invited That's in, it. yes, none of this other stuff works, which feels a little, feels a little bit of a cheat. No, I really liked it actually. Right. I really liked it because it's a twist on the classic. Yeah. Um, it means that those other people didn't have to be invited in, so it answered my question for me, which is why I've put nice resolution on the invitation thing. But it also means that that's why he would push for it, because he could have just gone in there and eaten everyone. Yeah. But of course he would push for it to be invincible, you know, and, while in there. And the other thing is, of course, um, but like he's and he's courting Lucy. Yeah. Because, and at one point he says like boys, boys need a need need a father figure. Yeah. So and he's it's he's a very like traditional patriarchal figure yeah. weirdly over there, and so he he wants a mother for his boys, yeah, and he wants to provide a father for her boys, yeah, that he wants to be in his gang, and it's very much like a well, the threat is the imposition of like the traditional yeah nuclear family authority rule over yeah. everyone, right? That our heroes. And the vamps, right? Yeah. The lost boys themselves, and you know, presumably the frog brothers. We don't. We, their their home life is somewhat murky. Well, we never meet, we never meet their parents. <laughs> they appear to run a comic book shop on their own. <laughs> I put: Is this Grandpa X Machina or Pop Pop Helsing? <laughs> right. And then I put: Ooh, that kid was cooler before. So the little child that they stop being a vampire when yep. they do kill Max. Mm-hmm. They kill Max. Yes. Well, Grandpa kills Grandpa Max. Grandpa kills Max with a tractor, with a truck. Yeah. And yeah. and but, and the nice thing is as well, like all through the film, and I've said like all through the film, he has much more character development in the extreme yeah. time than um, half, of the, half of the boys. But he's just, he's living his life. He's in the background of the film all the way through. Mm. And he is building fences a lot of the time. So yes. he's got lots of sharpened fence poles, yes. which is what does for uh, does for Max through the through hmm. the thing and he's you know seducing but he's also like he's seducing the widow up the road yeah right which is what i mean which is an analog of what max is doing yeah it's also why he's away and in the and, not at home and in the very beginning when we first meet him he's playing dead right he's pretending to have died in an accident because it's yeah. funny so like he's and he gives the gift of death He's constantly decorating the taxidermy, right? Thank you. I could. That was the only one I was going to mm. mention. I was like, that's the only plot thread that doesn't seem to go anywhere. But of course, it's it's demonstrating that he he's a, he can kill, right? I guess. <laughs> I mean, I had it more of like the gift of death is nice as well. Yeah. yeah no, I, I sort of went for that. He's a red herring. Right. And that part of the reason we never see him and the boys in the same place mm-hmm. is because he's the king of vampire you know right okay yeah and then he starts giving you like gifts of dead birds and you're like okay oh, yeah, why is point. my room full of taxidermy good point oh i'm dating a widow you know <laughs> oh i'm building fences who are you keeping out you know yeah yeah ab- oh mm. absolutely i hadn't thought of that but i can see that absolutely so the kid was cooler before he was not a vampire anymore that little <laughs> laddie idiot um what a weird way to end i put who was this film aimed at yeah this is as i said this is what I was sort of alluding to with the stuff yeah. about the certification to say it being an 18 just feels completely insane. Yeah. Because, you know, when I was 
maybe 13, 14. There's like, there's no way I would have, if it was an 18, there's no way I would have watched it because I would have thought it would have been too frightening. Yes. Uh, and there's plenty of 18s that would have been. Yeah. But this ain't one of them. This seems mental to me. But, um, Do you want some fun facts? I'd love some, f- I love fun facts. Fact me up. Chinese food. Uh-huh. Having the chopsticks stuck in. You'll never be served it with the chopsticks stuck in. No, I haven't been. No. Does that signify... Death. <laughs> Wishes death on the eater. Wow. Mm. And that's how he serves... <laughs> the, the maggots the, or the worms the or whatever worms it is. Or yeah. the chopsticks to Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, would you like to guess how many times the word Michael is said? It's a lot. It's a lot, 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 lot. How many? 58. 118 Michaels. <laughs> you got the eight. Yeah. My last fun fact. It was almost exactly half of the right number. (laughs) Is a quote, actually. It's a quote from Schumacher. Oh, yeah. Vampires are hot. They're the only erotic monsters. Frankenstein is not hot. (laughs) He's right. Yeah. (laughs) He's right. It's a good point. I mean, you know. Yeah, the mummy. Nah. Uh, Um, Speak for yourself. (laughs) 1999's The Mummy. Oh yeah, 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 but like the but like your um, Horace Karloff, you know your um, fella covered in um, mm. bandages, shuffling around. Not not not, the one. not sexy like a vampire, is it? No. Michael's a funny name for uh, for the, I thought this at the time because as as you've just mentioned, uh, we hear the name Michael a lot, a lot, and yeah, the lost boy Michael. Yeah, it's a funny. Um, ah. Yeah, it's little Michael. Little is Michael. the littlest one. Okay. Hmm. That would that makes sense because mm. I couldn't. Can't remember if he's the one with glasses or if he's the small one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. That that ex- that's that is helpful. Thank you. They're also very religious names, actually. David, Michael. Um, yeah. Probably not Lucy, but uh, Star. <laughs> um, <laughs> probably not Max. Yeah. I don't mm. know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You've got the mixture of, of like the Peter Pan things and Alan. the and the well, yeah, Edgar. Yeah, the the sort of horror things, right? Edgar and Alan. Yeah. I don't know why they're called frog, but it, I love it. It works for them. It suits them. Um, a frog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it has a sequel, but a long time later, I believe the yes. Frog Brothers are involved in the sequels uh, quite heavily. That's because they would have been the fan favourite. Well, I mean, I, lo- I love them. You love them, um, and and yeah, I think there were I think there were plans to do more of them, mm-hmm. but it, but they never uh, never came to fruition. Fair enough. Um, I think that's us, folks. Thank you so much for listening. Um, please do let us know what you think of Lost Boys. We love hearing from you. Um, the email address is <laughs> hauntedpicturepalace at gmail.com. It is. If you'd like to tweet at us, it's hpppod. It is. And if you'd like to look upon our incredibly old and not updated Instagram, it is haunted underscore picture underscore palace. I don't have time to update it. But please contact us that way too, because it's great. Um, good luck out there. Don't have nightmares. Should we talk about what we're doing next? I don't know what we're doing next. We're doing uh, the White Reindeer. Our next episode will be about the White Reindeer. From what year? From I think it's about 1952, 1953. And it, it is, I promise you, it is the best Finnish witchcraft vampire film you've ever seen. Whoa. I know. 
and uh, at least at uh, at least at time of recording, it is it is streaming on the Finnish Film Institute's website for free <laughs> with uh, English subtitles, with a lot of other Finnish oh. films. Uh, but you know, it's a it's a good recently cleaned up print. Yeah, it is a it's it's a vampire it's vampire ish, although it's it is it's uh, also about like it's very in the film it's very clearly about witchcraft, okay. but there are vampiric elements uh, to it. And it is uh, set in the very north of Finland. I think it's based on a Sami folk tale. <gasps> That's um, going to be good. And uh, yeah, I haven't seen it. <laughs> in case uh, well, you can't tell. <laughs> I hope you enjoy it. But if yeah. you don't, I'm sure you can. We will talk about it next time. I don't know when that will be because currently at time of recording it is festival time, and uh, goodness me, we are tired. Yes. <laughs> and busy, but we will. It will happen. And uh, you know, stay subscribed. Yes. Um, and we'll see you soon. Don't have nightmares. Oh, bye! <laughs> Is he Gremlins? No. No, it's Joe Dante. Ah, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I might just pause while this this thinking about it. <laughs>